0: What's up, everybody? Today's news just came out. Chris Mack is out at Louisville. Buddy Bayheim may have his dad come out at Syracuse. I don't know because, from well, the looks of it, Syracuse is not having a great time. We'll talk about Jim and company as well as some of the Tuesday matchups, and then I'll get you covered for what happened on Wednesday night here with Tyler Aki from Lockdown Syracuse. Let's get it started. <laughs> Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Kenis Cooper. And on Thursday, I get my friend Tyler Aki from Locked On Syracuse to join, talk a couple hoops, sometimes football, but mainly today. It's all about men's basketball because there is a lot going on in the conference. Tyler, how you feeling? Could be better.
1: Could be better <laughs> if you saw the result last night. I mean, it's not yeah. just losing to losing yeah. by double digits. To, yeah, and in the fact that you blew a lead that you had. That it's it, it is a rough, rough time <laughs> in the three-one-five right now, Candice. Yeah.
0: It's sad that Pitt is such the marker of like where a team is good and where it's bad, because yeah. even if you lose to them, it's like, okay, they played a tough game. But if you get trounced by them, it's like, damn, all right, where are we going here as a program? I, I totally understand that. And speaking of programs that are trying to find a new route, we had mentioned on yesterday's show that Chris Mack of Louisville could be out, but he is official that he is out at, as head coach of the men's basketball program. And I feel like it might be a sigh of relief for the Cardinals and maybe a tide turning for them. Do you see things shifting now that he's out of the way? Well, it depends who you
1: bring in. I mean, okay. we're starting to see now how important coaching is, which programs have built culture, which programs have built sustainable success. And it ultimately comes down to coaching right now. Well, what's been Louisville's biggest problem in the last couple of years? Well, you've got, you had three different coaches over the past, what, five years now mm-hmm. at, at Louisville. You're going to have your fourth now and, and technically fifth because you're probably going to, you're having an interim now. I doubt the interim gets elevated to head coach. So it's it's a really tough thing in a business that is so predicated on relationships and recruiting and having instability as the quote-unquote czar of the program is tough. As the yeah. man who's making all the calls, calling all the shots, bringing in all the players, like it's tough when you have a, a flimsy sort of leadership over the last couple of years like they have had at Louisville and I don't blame the fans for being upset, especially yeah. when you've got a coach who lo- clearly lost the locker room. By, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how often do you see a college kid speak out? Yeah, no, they're, they're all put under wraps because of SIDs and, and PR people within mm-hmm. the university. Like They do not speak out. They are coached pretty much to the word, it feels like, of yeah. how they're going to answer every single question that could be thrown their way. Yeah, And you've got a player that comes out and is asked, has Coach Mack lost the locker room? And he says no comment. Mm-hmm. Silence is very telling at times, and that yeah. certainly was one of those cases.
0: Absolutely. Malik Williams, we're going to go ahead and put him out in the universe. He definitely said said it without saying it. And I I would also argue to say that a loss against Virginia on Monday night, 64-52, to 52, a Virginia team that is struggling mightily this season in the conference, was probably the nail in the coffin just because the energy was not there. You can't even put up barely 50 points. That's just very telling of where the program is headed in the wrong direction. But we could see a flip side. We could see a change coming from the Cardinals as they are a staple program. And as we had mentioned on yesterday's show with A.J. Black, we get guys like Bruce Pearl who are knocking at the door who maybe want the opportunity to coach in. As My mentions are going crazy on YouTube right now because people are like, Bruce Pearl? Absolutely not. But I'm saying if people like to be a part of basketball winning culture and rich history, why not? Why wouldn't you? Like Auburn's cool when it comes to basketball, but I don't necessarily, like, we know that in SEC country, as very much a football school.
1: I get that. And and I get what you're saying there from a culture standpoint. But here here's my rebuttal to okay. anyone, because I feel like anytime these next three years we'll see anytime there's a big marquee head coaching opening like there is at Louisville, like we could potentially see at Syracuse in the next handful of years. When you have these marquee openings, mm-hmm. the list is going to be a lot of SEC coaches now because those are the okay. hot young names up and coming in the sport. And I would just say, if I'm one of these SEC coaches, why leave? I mean, Bruce Pearl's That's number him. one in the country right now, the yeah. number one team in the country, and he's built that at Auburn. He's getting top tier recruits. Same thing can be said about Nate Oates. Same thing can be said about Will Wade at LSU. Same thing, maybe not this year, but Eric Musselman mm-hmm. at Arkansas. Mm-hmm. If you're the, like, it almost feels like it's the it, the old Big East sort of reconvening, where you've got these coaches that are characters. Yeah, and are building a really strong thing, an up-and-coming thing. They're they're taking football, and and they're trying to go step-for-step with football right now in the conference. And the SEC is looking like one of the strongest, if not the strongest, total body of work that you're going to see out of a conference in college basketball. So that's what my hesitancy would be if I'm one of these coaches, is if I can be the number one team in the country, if I've got complete financial backing from the university because football's going to drag in a disgusting amount of money. Yeah. You're, I think the, the rights deal was just up to a CBS. So they're going to get even more money on top of that because of ESPN. Your teams are always going to be in the, the thick of things for college football. So that brings in even more money to your program as well. It's like, damn, look, why <laughs> leave? I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, it's not like Louisville is a quote unquote destination city to live in either. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like you're telling me, Oh, I can like what Mick Cronin did. Oh, I can go live in L.A.?
0: Yeah. Like,
1: I'll do that. It's not It's not L.A. It's not one of these marquee cities that you can go live in either. So that that would be my my word of caution. If you can win and also have very little pressure to win as well down there because football is king, especially if you're Bruce Pearl, like you had a show cause a couple years ago and you were were hired as a head coach with a show cause still and -hmm. someone still brought you, like, that's a program that believed in you, that took a chance on you, that essentially revived, not just your career, your life. Yeah. It essentially revived your life. And I think you have to take that and and remember these sort of relationships. So, um, Sound off,
0: Tyler. Okay. Let's give him the horn here. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel all that. And then if you think about it, ACC, we're trying to be the staple basketball program, but we're hanging on to rich tradition, right? We're not talking about the present. We're not talking about, kind of the names, top names that are coming in. We also know that people are going. Coach K is not going to be the coach as much as we think John Shire's going to come in and make everything excellent. They struggled against Clemson, right? So there are going to be issues that face this conference moving forward. And as we're trying to compete with the powerhouse and full complexity of the SEC, it's definitely going to be difficult. So I completely agree there. And I also think, no, no t, no shade, but Will Wade is not the guy. If you want to talk about scandal, and Bruce Pearl might not be the guy either. When you talk about scandal, right. if you want to have like a clean slate, Louisville, I think we have to bring in somebody that has that fresh eyes. And, doing and I would like anything behind their back.
1: In the case of scandal, too, if I'm Louisville, you got to go with something cleaner. Like, uh, unless mm. if you want to muddy up the waters, you get back on the phone with Rick Pino and see if he'd welcome a <laughs> chance to come back, <laughs> albeit one that probably Rick would say words that i cannot say uh, on this show <laughs> and, and you would say that to, to the louisville athletic director yeah. in that case point but like you are just coming out of that with rick you know mm-hmm. is is that where you want to go Do you want to drag in a little more muck into your program like yeah i, I would i would be careful of, of bringing in a, a bruce pearl or a will wade even though that stuff is sort of in the past and behind them at this point but it's something that if you're louisville I, do you want that look like?
0: and <laughs> Yeah, that's very real. Very, very good observations. Other news to drop just for everyone's edification. Wake Forest beat Boston College on Monday, 87 to 57. And Carolina beat Virginia Tech, 78 to 68. Big win for the Heels. And we are going to talk about the Tuesday games because I have to get into this conversation with my guy, Tyler Aki, because Syracuse, they are struggling, but it's okay, Things happen. But first... If you are not yet a part of the NetSuite family, you should join. It's the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. For the visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite for the new year. NetSuite has a new financing program for those Ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash L O C K E D. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one of a kind financing offer on the number one financial cloud financial system for growing businesses. Again, visit netsuite.com. Here with Tyler Aki here from Locked on Syracuse. And of course, we are going over the Tuesday matchups as we had mentioned, the Monday ones. But, you know, here we are Tuesday. We're thinking everything's going to be good. Easy win for Syracuse. Get them a motion. The momentum back up. We're swinging things in the right way. And then they fall to Pittsburgh, 64 to 53. And you got to ask yourself, what is going on in New York? I'm feeling a little stressed. Uh,
1: the entire fan base is feeling stressed <laughs> right now. I mean, well, Saturday was supposed to be a big game. Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo in the stands with one of the, the big boosters of the program. The Nazis is going to be there. Why? Couldn't tell you why, but they're going to be there. Um, but this is, I mean, when you look at the state of the program, I mean, this is sort of, we, we've we seen the steady decline mm-hmm. when you just look at the regular season. And anyone that is pro Syracuse would probably push back and say, well, there's the Sweet 16s in there, there's the Final Four in there. Yes, but when you look at the overall health of the program, it's certainly been on the decline pretty much ever since after that first season they were in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And as a part of that, This felt like the game where, all right, the decline became a nosedive Mm -hmm. and you are seeing a program that has never had a losing season under Jim Beheim Probably going to have it now, because Mm -hmm. when you talk about games where, all right, if you're going to preserve that above 500 streak for Jim Beheim, like this is one of those games you have to have. And when you lose to the worst power conference team, according to Ken Palm, that's a problem. And when you yeah. lose by double digits, that's even further a problem. And when yeah. you lose after blowing a halftime lead, you've got a disaster. And it's a team that doesn't look inspired. They're not hustling out there on the floor. It's just a mess right now. And what is? Some,
0: I was going to say, what is Bayheim's contract looking like? And is it something to where if it's not a above 500 season, is it OK? We have to start having those transition conversations.
1: Well, I don't know if the contract is necessarily public knowledge right mm-hmm. now, but it's one of those things where it doesn't matter what the contract is. Mm-hmm. He essentially has the lifetime deal with Syracuse and he's going to leave when he wants to leave. Mm-hmm. But if, if things get under 500, I mean, that's, that's the problem is you've got a Syracuse grad as an athletic director right now. Mm-hmm. You, and, and he's a young athletic director too, in terms right. of like, he just, John Wildhack. he just came over from ESPN. Mm-hmm. What was that six years ago? I want to say now, So what you want to be a six-year guy on the job, who's an alum of the university, and you want to be the one that says Jim Beheim, get out of here. Like that's the problem. <laughs> no pressure. When, like that's the problem when everything's family, right? And, and listen, family. You can gotta be a, tell me. <laughs> family can be a great thing. Yeah. Family can also be a disastrous thing Absolutely. too, because once you get into that second, like what do they always say about businesses? It's like the first generation builds it. The second generation maintains it. And then the third generation brings it to, you know, what, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how it works in, in yeah. the business world. And this is no different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think like, I'm you know speaking from the Carolina family aspect, you talk about Bubba Cunningham, our athletic director who ended up saying it was just going to be an internal search. And it always was. And Hubert Davis was always the guy and like credit to Roy Williams. He's earned the right to pick his successor. But when you look at Heber Davis this season, sometimes you ask yourself, should we have gone elsewhere? Should we have broken the family tradition and maybe tried our hand at somebody different with fresh eyes? So I completely agree with that. I would say having an alum, everyone always has this nostalgic feeling. Like I know how sad I was when Roy left. And so you're thinking like, what is life after without a Jim Beheim?" And I'm sure that'll be difficult and you don't want to be the guy to pull the trigger.
1: Right, it's tough. It's a really tough thing. And here's the problem with John Wildhack You don't see this for guys that have been around as as long as he has, too. I know I said he hasn't been there very long, but he hasn't had to make really a tough decision. Mm -hmm. Like, Dino Babers was in place there. (laughs) Jim Beheim was in place there. And those are your two money-making sports. I know lacrosse had to make a, a big move, too, but he really hasn't had to make a tough decision, which when you're at a university for pretty much any duration of longer than three years, you're probably forced into making a tough decision at some point if you're the yeah. athletic director. And so far, John hasn't.
0: Yeah. And I want to say, even argue, like maybe the Dino Baber situation is telling of how hard it is for him to make decisions because right. I would argue that he probably should have made a Dino decision a little bit you know, longer ago. Like, like, I yeah. understand. Wanting to keep Dino him, but Baber maybe not
1: had five sub 500 seasons and hasn't <laughs> gone to a bowl game, and he's still around. Like, yeah. How are you going to push out Jim Bayheim, who has never, and again, this, this streak could remain intact, too, after this year. It's not that far-fetched right. that they play three games above five hundred the remainder of the season. How are you going to push that guy out when he's never had a, a losing season, yet you Absolutely. hold the fo- football coach who's had five in his six years there?
0: The place will burn. i can I can just see the fans going crazy now I love following Locked Syracuse. Syracuse. if you guys have not yet on Twitter, it's a great follow because their fans get busy in the comments and they they let y'all know what it's about and how they feel,
1: oh yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was disastrous the other day. there is this is as split as I've ever seen the fan base too. yeah, so how what?
0: are they feeling so there's there's
1: a heavy contingency now that is and then, and then there's like subsets of each contingency, so I'll, I'll right. get into this. There's the one contingency that is Jim Beheim can do no wrong. He will leave when he wants to leave, and I will allow him to leave when he wants to leave. Yes. Then there is the contingency that says he's got to go. The game has passed him by. I will not go to the game this week, next week, this month, the remainder of the year, next season, as long as he's the head coach. And then you've got the subsections of each of these, all right? So on the negative side, it's like, okay, well, who are the coaching options? Rick Pitino? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't want him there. Nope. Which is that that's Tim and my pick. We would love yeah. to have Rick Patino as the the successor to Jim Beheim. Okay. And then the other contingency is like, nope, has to be a fam- family hire. Has to be a family hire. Can't go outside the family. And and keep in mind, Rick Patino is to a degree Syracuse family. Mm-hmm. He didn't play there, but he was an assistant coach under Beheim. And he's a very close personal friend of Jim mm-hmm. Beheim as well. And he's someone that I think could expedite this sort of reboot of what you're trying to do with Syracuse basketball. Sure. Meanwhile, yeah. on the other side of the positives, it's like, well, like, yeah, Jim Beheim can do no wrong, but it might be time for him to go. It's like you're teetering on the edge there. And then there's the, it, it, the people who are completely blind to the situation right now. And like, they, they have the tinfoil hats on mm-hmm. of this <laughs> has to like, this isn't bad. Like it, it, it is the dog meme with the coffee yeah. where with the fire in the background, it's like, this is fine. <laughs> Yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Like we, We've built up 45 years of goodwill. Like, this is okay.
0: Yeah. But I think it's also the pressure or the assumption that, okay, once it gets to tournament time, all of it washes away. But you actually have to get to the tournament in order right. to yeah. have some success. And so they saw Sweet 16 last year. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Don't panic. Don't panic. Maybe it's time to panic. Losing to yeah. Pittsburgh is certainly a time to panic.
1: Right. And you lose. What, what What's one of the things that this team had last year? A lot of athletes. I yeah. mean, you had. Quincy Gary. Kadari Richmond, Alan yep. Griffin, Robert Braswell, Woody Newton. What did all five of those guys do? They left. Left yeah. the program. And part of it is because Jim wasn't giving some of them adequate playing time. Some of it wasn't that, that was that they weren't being utilized that they, the way that they wanted to be utilized to get to the next level. <laughs> and when that happens and you've got a mass exodus to that degree and you reinfuse the program with guys who are not athletes, tough. Especially yeah. when you play a system that is predicated on being athletic in the two three yeah. zone. That's why this is the worst Jim Bayheim defense of all time.
0: <laughs> it shows. And you rely on that three. And sometimes that three is not good to you. And right. that's okay. You know, I totally understand that. Another game that I wanted to get into, Duke and Clemson. Duke skated away with the win seventy-one to sixty-nine. And of course, you had a coach from Clemson feeling like a little bit shady towards not getting a couple foul calls that he's used to not getting when he's in Cameron. But you know, Coach K undefeated, at, not undefeated at home this season, but certainly keeping the streak alive of feeling good about another conference win. And so I'm just sitting here saying, how does this game, of course, as close as it was, make you feel about this Duke team as we're heading into more thick of the season, getting into conference time? Still, they're the parameter, like they're the only ranked team that we have in the conference. I don't know, feeling shaky and dicey about it. Again, I, I'm not
1: ever going to be worried about Duke. Playing in these close games, as long as they win these close games, because sure. you kind of like what I said last week. All right, it's the double-edged sort of being the best in a bad conference. Is mm-hmm. you are yes, you are going to cakewalk your way to an ACC title, cakewalk your way into the tournament, cakewalk your way possibly even to an ACC tournament title. You could double up this year, but on the contrary, you are the only chance at a quality win for everybody else in the conference. Like we've yeah. reached that point. I guess Florida State's making its way up a little bit but mm-hmm. we have reached that point where you are the quality win in the conference. Yeah. And what that means is you're going to get everybody's A-plus effort every single game. Clemson yeah. gave their A-plus effort in this game. They played Absolutely. neck and neck with a really good Duke team. And for a team like Clemson, who is right now was in, going into that game 3-5 and five in the conference, this would have been a banner win to maybe elevate them, not necessarily into the tournament conversation, but at least push your way up the ladder a little bit.
0: Yeah, And
1: sure. that's what you need right now if you're some of these middling teams in the conferences. You never know. Maybe improve your seating a little bit so you've got a little bit of an easier route where, okay, you want to put yourself in the conversation on Selection Sunday? Go out and win one or two tournament games in the ACC. And as long as you don't draw Duke, you're feeling decent. Like I think any team that does not have Duke in its path mm-hmm. feels confident. In winning a handful of ACC tournament games in this conference right now, yeah. I think they all do. As long yeah. as Duke's not in the path, you feel pretty good about it.
0: <laughs> for sure. I also think the Trevor Keel and his return is going to be clutch yeah. for the Blue Devils. He's been out two games now, and his defensive, you know, prowess is certainly something that is missing. And they're going to have to step up and find ways to not have guys in the game and certainly take it take it away from opponents. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that. No reports on when his definite return will be, but. There's a lot of great games going on for the rest of the week. And Wednesday and Wednesday, Saturday, and uh, Monday, we'll have you covered for that. We'll have Jersey Drake on Freestyle Friday in the building, and then I'll recap some of the Wednesday games in a special, exclusive episode that I'll tie in all in here. But Tyler Aki has plenty of more important things to do because he's the man. You know, he's he's holding it down for so many things. I just want you guys to know that Tyler be talking about Chicago things, talks about Syracuse <laughs> things. You got to let people know where they can find you, follow all of your work.
1: Well, that's too kind from you, Candace, because you are the same in my book as well. But I, you can find us on Twitter at lo underscore Syracuse, and we are with you every single weekday. You can find myself on Twitter as well at Tyler AKI underscore.
0: All right. Before we jump into the next segment, here we are going to talk about Bet Online, which remains your number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022 new year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use promo code LOCKON. on that's L-O-C-K-E-T-O-N. from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is simply where the game starts. And if you are ready to get back on the road and check out some of your favorite teams, strongly encourage you to download the app, app, Get Upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app Use promo code SCORE. That's S C O R E to get 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Again, that's code SCORE. S C O R E. Download the free Get Upside app. All right, we are wrapping up the show here, and I am going to make sure I get you guys in on the scores of Wednesday night's matchups. Miami took on Virginia Tech in a last-second shot from Charles Charles uh, Moore, Charlie Moore maybe he goes by Charles, maybe he goes by Charlie, was a three that sent Miami home with a dub. Moore's Heave at the buzzer helped lift the Hurricanes past Virginia Tech 78-75, and it was a heartbreaker for Virginia Tech as they are trying to figure out who they are as a program now currently sitting at 10-10 and 10 on the season. And in the ACC standings, they are at the bottom of the pack with two and seven wins after what everyone predicted to be a strong start for the Hokies. You also have to give it up to Miami for the fact that they were able to maintain their number one spot here in the conference, currently sitting at seven and two in conference play, just slightly ahead of Duke and Notre Dame and Wake by half a game. So it's really interesting to see Miami's turning of the tide. Coach Laronegas certainly has got these guys ready to roll. And then we go to North Carolina, Boston College, a very off night, 29% shooting for Carolina. And they still came away with the victory, which, you know, honestly, you sit and say to yourself, how do you pull off a game when you can only shoot 29% on the field? Boston College wasn't able to capitalize on the Eagles shooting on the, on the Carolinas poor shooting. And it was, Caleb Love, who scored 16 points, and R.J. Davis, who added 13, to give the boost. A tough night for big man Armando Baycott, who has been in conversations for being the ACC Player of the Year, and it just he didn't show up when it mattered most. And I think if he didn't have the off night, we wouldn't even, even be having the conversation of a close matchup between the Eagles. But here we are, Boston College now eight and eleven on the season. But got to credit Coach Grant, who has certainly turned this team around and made the team a viable competitor as we didn't see last season tough losses again for boston college they are coming off a three four game now losing streak but looking to roll things over as they'll face pittsburgh here on saturday who has a similar record carolina takes on nc state it'll be an interesting time as roy williams will be honored on that game he is 33 and 5 against state wolfpack hopefully he gives a spark In the locker room, or says something that can allow the team to get a little more excited about this matchup because NC State, although their record doesn't show it, is a very good team and they can come behind and sneakily pick up a good win. They had a rough shooting night against Notre Dame. They lost 65 to 73. They know that that's not the team that they want to be. Thanks to Notre Dame's 11 three pointers on the night, they outshot Wolfpack mightily and it just wasn't a good game for them. But again, all things push aside, rivalry, well, some people don't say it's a rivalry, but I feel like the end of the day, triangle is a triangle. At the end of the day, when you want to come into somebody's house and take the over their trap, you're going to fight hard to do so. And I think that's certainly what NC State can do if North Carolina is caught sleeping at the wheel with what, which, what is what they seem to do against Boston College. Finally, we talk about Florida State and Georgia Tech. A very interesting upset as Georgia Tech number nine, a nine and 10 ranked, nine and 10 record team beat Florida State 75 to 61. Florida State, a team that had been vying for the opportunity to stay up top of the ACC as they are competing with another Sunshine State rival, Miami. They got caught sleeping thanks to Jordan Usher's 19 points and secured eight rebounds and collected five steals to help the Yellow Jackets beat the Seminoles, despite entering the game, pulling up at the rear of the ACC, the Yellow Jackets won two straight against the Seminoles, including in last year's postseason conference tournament. So you got to give it up to Michael DeVoe, Dallin Coleman, and uh, Kyle Sturdivant, who certainly helped carry the load for the team. It wasn't, a, though, an awful game for Seminoles. I think just play down to competition, and you're not always you know playing up which is something I think this young team is learning that they're going to have to do there is no easy night in any sort of conference play for any of our teams here Florida State hosts Virginia Tech on Saturday while Georgia Tech will play Miami on Saturday as well so those are your Wednesday scores we have to cover there make sure you all know what happened in case you had to take a little snooze towards the end of the night nine o'clock games are tough for everybody but we wanted to make sure you had all of the info you can find us at locked on acc on twitter or you can download subscribe the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us and subscribe on youtube candace cooper here thank you so much again for joining us and i hope you have a great rest of your day until next time